Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how is long? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Barbecue Central Show. You have found it successfully or by mistake. Or somebody has tricked you to come here because they think you're a live fire enthusiast. And they truly believe that you will glean an incredible amount of information and education. Also, entertainment. Why not? Funny. Still to come on this show tonight, in about 13 minutes from now, Hank Cornblit from Mr. Brisket. Also, Anella Kelso from Snake River Farm. So... Kind of a meaty second hour, if you know what I mean. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the ways to get in touch with the show. Don't forget you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday. It is a uh, two independent segments coming from the same show. A segment with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Also, I don't know if you remember this guy. I don't even know if he's still active. But there used to be a fairly popular blogger. You know, when people actually used to sit down and type out posts instead of either doing podcasts or live shows or YouTube videos. John Thomas of Grilling 24-7. Anybody remember John Thomas? He's also on the back end of that best of show, so we thank John Solberg for producing another hit. Also, don't forget that every Friday I am appearing on the John Cupo Show as a guest. That's right. He thinks I'm a barbecue expert and has asked me to show up for roughly an hour starting around 7.30 in the morning. We go into about 8.30, sometimes 9 o'clock. It really depends on if the movie guy shows up. Sometimes if the movie guy shows up, I'm allowed to sit in and give my critiques on movies, which I don't watch movies. So I rarely add to the conversation when it comes to the movie talk. But if you're local Willoughby, Ohio, 13.30 a.m. or simulcasted on 101.5 FM, And again, that's good for about 15 to 20 miles outside of Willoughby. Otherwise, it'll start to blink out. You can get it on WINTradio.com. I would recommend that if you don't live near Willoughby and obviously on the outside surrounding states or anywhere in America or the world, WINTradio.com, your best place to go and get it. I wanted to follow up a story that I gave you last week, that being Adam Perry Lang being arrested 
for what it appeared to be a swatting incident. And I there really aren't too many more follow-up stories. Actually, let me go ahead and hit Google for... Uh, oh, stupid keyboard. Adam Perry Lang update. Because I have kind of an update, but... I have to put in a rest to bring in the update? Really? Oh, January. 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 Wow. No real great up-to-date updates, so let me go back to this one. Uh, some of you asked uh, over the course of the week, I don't know why you didn't hit Google, why Adam Perry Lang was in Jimmy Kimmel's beach house when this whole incident went down last week. Now, according to multiple reports, to include NewYorkDailyNews.com, Adam Perry Lang is staying at Jimmy Kimmel's beach house because he's currently going through a divorce with his estranged wife. This seems to have been going on since 2000, late 2017. So it's been a while. I'm still waiting on further detail from anybody in Adam Perry Lang's camp, Adam Perry Lang directly. I have used all of, I have exhausted all of my sources and contacts and still have not gotten anything back yet. Not a surprise. There really haven't been any major updates through any of the news sources, but that's why he was staying in Jimmy Kimmel's beach house because he's uh, going through a divorce, unfortunately. Now, I did see, because I follow him on Instagram, of course, that he started reappearing in his stories. And, of course, the swatting, the alleged swatting incident, because we don't know, coincided with his unveiling of a year-old, like 365-plus days dry-aged meat that he was staking out to his restaurant patrons. So he just started that, and then boom, this happened. So I did see him start showing up on his social media again. So Adam, if you're listening, and I know you are, you know, reach out. I'll put you on here. I'll give you, I'll give you a forum to talk about what's happening. No problems. No Jerry Springer stuff. No, uh, no Maury Povich stuff. I would not do that Andrew, to you. You I would are not. not I would not do that. To you. And that is the best Maury Povich bite ever. That guy is so happy that he is not the father of that lady's child. Have you ever seen that? The video of it is great. If you just search Andrew, you are not the father on YouTube, it immediately comes up. So you, you get this. Andrew, you are not the father. You hear him screaming in the background, right? And then you hear the music coming up, the big boy music, and he just starts doing this dance. I mean, that... My guy had some moves. It's the best. You got to go back and hit. Then you got to go back and watch this one. We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live. If you've never seen the do it live rant from Bill O'Reilly, it's utterly classic. Utter- yelling at people. Yelling at his stage people. How dare you? England is one of my favorite central light places ever. I mean, they have really good barbecue cooks. I have done a number of stories 
related to England, the UK, Europe in general. Those stories have not gone very well. They've not. They include burning open charcoal fires inside, getting carbon monoxide poisoning to anybody and everybody that is in that place, trying to dry laundry inside over the top of charcoal burning. It, a lot of the news stories coming out of there haven't been great. Ones that aren't necessarily rivaled here in the States, thank goodness. But if it's one thing I know, Centralites be loving themselves some gravy. There's no doubt about it. Love gravy on fries, on potatoes, on steak, gravy on top of gravy. Of course, one of the key components slash ingredients of booze teen is gravy. We love gravy. Love it. Well, Kentucky Fried Chicken has latched on to the love of gravy, but it's across the pond. They have launched a limited edition candle that smells like gravy. They have. Gravy is one of life's greatest condiments. You can lather it on your Sunday roast, your bangers and mash, even fried chicken, of course. Fried chicken chain KFC is known for its tasty gravy, and now you can fill your home with that meaty scent. It's not a meaty scent. It's a gravy scent. As a KFC has launched a new gravy-scented candle, they are just a very limited run of 230 limited edition candles of this artisanal makeup for grabs. They'll be available on a first-come, first-served basis. To get your candle, you visit some website that you're not going to be able to get because you live here in America, fools, for your chance to win. To accompany the mouth-watering gravy scent, KFC has also unveiled its new KFC Chili Experience, which allows users to listen. To, oh, I'm sorry, their Chill Experience, which allows users to listen to KFC Gravy Mega Box, choosing between sounds of frying chicken, falling fries, and simmering gravy. <laughs> If you're burning a can a gravy scented candle in your house, you're not looking to chill. You're looking to put fried chicken, falling fries, and simmering gravy in your mouth. Gravy candle. Just when I think I've seen it all, gravy candle now takes the cake for the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. Thank you, England, for that. Where's 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 Ed from a fine swine? Ed, grab me one of those candles. Send it over to me. I'll have you back on the show. No doubt. My treat. Gravy scented candle. <laughs> wow. Hank Cornblood coming up out of the break from Mr. Brisket. I'll talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. They created automatic pit temperature control technology. No doubt. Many different models to choose from. The CyberQ Cloud is the newest controller that they have out. So if you're really into the tech, you really want to be able to graph, you want complete access no matter where you are in the country or world, as long as you have internet access, Cloud is right up your alley. 
Don't forget, they have that monolith cooker. This cooker is a ceramic or Kamado-style cooker. The unique thing about this is it has a built-in power draft fan already in it. So if you have a controller already, you don't need to go buy a new one in order to operate the monolith. Just hook up the controller that you have, and you are off and running. They also have a great number of ancillary or accoutrement that makes the barbecue and grilling life easier. Like what? The rib ring! Do you have a big green egg or some other kind of Kamado-style cooker? Maybe a monolith? And you've like, curses, I can only get three racks on this, no matter what I do. The rib ring is right up your alley. You can now go from three to six racks of St. Louis spare ribs. If you want to forego one rack in the middle, you can put a whole roasting chicken in there. Legs down. It's one of the best inventions. Not necessarily uh, talked about a lot, but for the folks that have it, they love it. Got a drip tray. Again, six racks. BBQGuru.com. That's BBQGuru.com. Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Mr. Brisket coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Hey, are you interested in the Committed Cooks program? You know you are. You've been procrastinating. Shame on you. Well, the good news is this. There's still a few spots left with this year's Smokin' with Smithfield Committed Cooks program. But don't delay. Head to SmokinWithSmithfield.com. That's S-M-O-K-I-N. SmokinWithSmithfield.com. And sign up for that Committed Cooks program. It's like 20 or 25 bucks to cover the shipping. You get over $100 worth of stuff. Can't beat it. Go to Smoking with Smithfield right now. You know, I've been saying since 2018 that dry-aged beef is on the rise in popularity, so much so that folks are starting to bring it into their homes and do it themselves. That's the true mark of a trend, at least in my book. But my next guest, who is steeped in beefy tradition, has a differing opinion from mine as it's related to the dry-aged beef deliciousness Best of all, located right here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, dare I say, the barbecue capital of the North Coast, Cleveland, Ohio. So we go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome in first-time guest to the show. You can find him at MrBrisket.com. Hank Cornblood joining me here on the show. Hank, how are you, buddy? 
I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Hank, am I saying the last name right? Please correct me. You're close enough. Uh, the truth is, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, you're saying it the way I say it, so that's good. Okay, well, as long as you say it that way, I will say it that way. Easy enough. Yep. Um, Thank you. Hank, what's the exact tie-in for you to the Mr. Brisket Arena, exactly? Okay, so in the early 1970s, my stepfather's uh, parents had a, uh, they had a poultry business, a live-kill poultry business in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, my stepfather's father passes away. They closed the store and, uh, there's a couple accounts left over. My stepfather ends up inheriting them and he eventually starts to learn about, uh, quality meat and decides to open up his own butcher shop in Cleveland, Ohio. It was the first butcher shop in, uh, the Cleveland area that was selling prime meat. There was no one else doing anything like it at the time. He had all sorts of you know, high level cuts of beef that he was purveying, um, and delivering to people in their homes. Um, and, uh, he started it really in 1974. I, uh, sort of took it over about 10 years ago, full time. And, uh, that's what happens when you go to college and major in English, I guess. <laughs> so you didn't have a burning desire to go teach the youth of America about dangling participles. I'm not sure that I could, um, but no, not, not in particular. Uh, so did you, like, were you around the business growing up then? I mean, did, aside from going to college sure. and getting I'm that sorry. degree, I, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my, my stepdad was, you know, a real foodie and, um, he was always bringing home really good meat and he was having these lavish dinner parties and, and cooking for, you know, 30 people in, in, a, in a tiny house. And, and it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, we used to go out to dinner, all sorts of places. We would go to, you know, New York a lot and go out to eat there because at that time, you know, that was sort of the pinnacle of, of dining out, um, you know, plus whatever places there were in Cleveland at the time. So yeah, I was always around it. And then when I, uh, finished up college, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with myself. So I was sort of, uh, hanging around the business, helping out and, and coaching high school wrestling. And uh, eventually I got married and had a family to support and got more and more involved in the business. All right, so you kind of take it over, as you had mentioned. So was that like around 2008, 2009? Yeah, yeah I mean, I was really, yes. I mean, really around 2000. I guess we go back that far okay. to say that's really when I uh, became invested in the, in the business. Was it like, hey, I want to take this over? Or was it like, hey, Hank, take this over? Um. Huh. I would say it segued from one into the other. Mm. Um, I, I, I just, you know, I got married. I had, uh, you know, I was married for 10 weeks and my wife was pregnant. So imagine that. Yeah. And um, how does that happen? You know, so it was time. To, yeah, well, <laughs> different that's a good question. Different I kept segment. telling my wife we needed to wait a while, but, um, <laughs> you know, that wasn't on her agenda. And as I, it has been the case since, uh, since we got married, uh, she tends to uh, sort of push us forward. So, got it. Um, yep. Anyway, so yeah, I got married and uh, I had a kid on the way and uh, I had to really think about making a living. So uh, my stepdad was happy to have me help. I, don't, I, I was involved anyway, and I just took a more active role at the time. Hank Kornblatt joining me here on the show. The website, M-I-S-T-E-R, MrBrisket.com, if you want to check it out here while we're talking.
Uh, Hank, how has the store evolved over time in order to not only stay in business in the greater Cleveland area, but become a leader here locally and relevant across the nation? Um, first of all, thank you for the compliment. Uh, saying that we're, you know, relevant outside of Cleveland means a lot to me because sure. that's something that, you know, I've worked hard to do. Um, the, the truth is, you know, you, it's, it's adapt or die in, in the world of small business. And, and if you don't um, do things that you need to do to uh, continue to appeal to the public, you know, I mean, it, it, a lot of businesses um, have failed, you know, in the last, 10, 15 years because they weren't able to do that. It's not easy to, to stay in business as a small business. I think that, you know, uh, I mean, it sounds simplistic to say now, you know, based on the fact that it's 2019 and everyone has a website, but you know, we, we, we made a point of getting a website at a time when it made sense to get one. Um, we didn't think e-commerce was going to be the end all be all right at 2000 when everyone did. And we were, we were right about that, but um, we went from being strictly a butcher shop specializing in premium quality raw meat products to, you know, a place that was more, um, you know, not only doing that, but also doing some prepared foods, you know, like catering and, and sandwiches and this sort of thing. Um, and, and we've always sort of been good about, um, you know, doing different things. You know, we have a handful of uh Wholesale clients we take care of, you know, we have our retail meat clients, we have, you know, people coming in to eat. And then, of course, you know, I've been very fortunate to have been discovered by the competitive barbecue community. I, uh, you know, I sell a reasonable number of briskets, um, you know, that I ship out on a weekly basis all over the place uh, to people doing competition. And, I, and I'm exceedingly grateful for that little chunk of business. Um, so I, I think that it's just a matter of keeping your, your ears open and, and paying attention to what's going on around you and, and trying to make sure that, you know, you, you, uh, are available to opportunities when they arise. Did the competition world find you, Hank, or did you get in touch with somebody I and then word of mouth grew from there? A gentleman by the name of John Gamble, um, who had a, uh, an outfit called historic barbecue, which is still in business. Yep and still competing, um, primarily with Tony Bunce, uh, running it. John found me and John sort of, uh, took me under his wing and, and taught me what was going on a little bit. Um, at the time I was selling strictly prime brisket and he was buying them from me. And then he said to me, Hank, um, you're going to have to start carrying Wagyu briskets. And I didn't know anything about Wagyu meat at the time and, and what was going on mm-hmm. with that. But he insisted that all the, uh, Southern barbecue competitors that were winning all the time were all insisting that's what you had to have. So um, he got me started moving in that direction. And, um, you know, to this day, I'm still trying to learn uh, everything I can about what products are available and and which ones are good and why and, and trying to do my best to make sure I have them available to people who want them. Hank. So that would be that would be how I got started, though. Mainly it was John and John sort of singing my praises to um, other people in competition and sort of getting my name out there a little bit. That's how it got started. John actually led me to Luke Darnell um, from Old Virginia Smoke, yep. and, and I've um, had a good relationship with Luke for the last several years. Luke and a guy, uh, Mark Gibbs, who's got Checkered Flag Barbecue. Yep. He's another really fine competitor. And, you know, lots of guys like that. But, um, you, know, it, you know, having connections to some of these guys, 
has been has been very helpful. Um, you know, if they like you and you do a good job for them, um, you know, and the main thing I'm able to do is is be there. You know, eyes in the cooler, picking out what I believe are the best possible briskets for for them and any clientele I have. Um, you know, they'll they'll talk you up, and that's that's what we're all looking to do. You know, is is try and uh, increase our uh, you know our sales out there as best as possible. Hank Cornblad joining me here on the show for Mr. Brisket. All right, Hank, so let's go ahead and get into the discussion of the evening here, which is uh, dry aging. Sure. And uh, I guess first and foremost, yeah. tell me why you hate dry aging, why you hate dry aging's guts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, I don't hate it, um, but I understand what you're saying, Greg. You, you saw what I wrote that one day on right. Facebook, and, and you saw it as, as a good topic of discussion. And For I sure. I agree with you that it is. Yep. I'm going to give you my analogy. I happen to think, based on a couple tests that we've done at my store, that it's kind of like those Russian dolls. In other words, you have a, a doll, and then you open it up, and inside is another doll, and you open it up, and inside is another doll. They're all identical. They just get smaller. And I happen to think that when you take you know, a, a, uh, a large rib roast or a, uh, you know, a bone-in strip loin or you take a short loin or whatever you're using – and you age it for, you know, about 40 days, and, and you get that nice bark on it, um, I think that when you trim everything away, the meat you're left with does not taste different than it would have if you had left it alone. That's my opinion. The only thing I have to back that up is the fact that we've done several tests at my shop, and what we've done is we'll, we've had like 15, 20 people, and we've aged, uh, you know, a, a strip loin in one case, and another time we did it with the rib roast. And and you take one that you've aged, you take one that you don't age, um, you, you trim them, you cook them, and then you give people the opportunity to taste and, and tell you what they think. And, you know, in each case, what happened when we did these tastings was um, we'd say, well, do you think A is better, do you think B is better, or do you think there's C, there's really not a discernible difference. Mm -hmm. And in each case... Um, the, the not a discernible difference won out. Now, there are other possible explanations for why that was the case, you know, and there's people who would insist you didn't age it long enough or maybe, you know, even though they were both prime, one was better than the other and that had an impact. I mean, there, there's lots of things that, that can affect it. But, you know, I, I am well aware of the fact that aging meat is considered to be, you know, something that you just have to do to make it taste better. I just feel that it's um, it, it, that there's absolutely no evidence that it's all anecdotal. Um, that that's my opinion, of course, based on you know my experience. Now, I'm certainly no meat expert. I'm certainly no dry aging expert, aside from talking to a bunch of people mm -hmm. that appear to be expert. And I guess right. the the line of delineation, and so I guess I'm surprised that your findings is. Yeah, 28 to 30 days, it's not a flavor thing. It's uh, supposed to be some right. type of a tenderness thing. But past 30 days, so 40 days, I mean, if you go to Red the Steakhouse, I think they have a 44. 40 days is how long we've done it, yeah. Yeah, so there should have been, I guess, some kind of, for lack of a better descriptor, a funk to the meat right. um, in a good way, like a blue cheesy right. or, or something, but it just wasn't there for you guys at 40 days, right? Greg, when you look at the meat, you absolutely want to believe <laughs> that it's going to taste better because, let's face it, you're wasting a lot of meat. Right. You, you, let's say you start off with an 18-pound bone-in rib roast, okay? 
and you take it and you age it 40 days, well, you're going to have to trim away, you know, a lot of meat, um, you know, you, and that's going to make it more expensive. So because it's more expensive, everyone, you know, is invested in the idea that, hey, it's more expensive because we had to throw away a bunch of meat that had, that had rotted away, essentially. Um, so therefore, what's in there still is going to taste better. But does it taste better? That's the question. And, and again, you know, when we've tested this theory out, um, it, it hasn't come back in any way to indicate to us that it tastes better. Now, having said that, I age 30 prime rib roasts every year at Christmas for customers because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, you, you can't fight the market or it's silly to fight the market. Put it that way. I know that people want aged meat. I know that there's a market for it. I just don't personally think that it has an impact. So, you know, I, that, that's just been my experience. So if I come into Mr. Brisket tomorrow, Hank, is there a dry aged yeah. section or is that something that I have to get in touch with no, you and we no have to put it away? Section at the moment. This <laughs> is a quieter time of year. So, you know, you tend to, uh, lean out, you know, run a smaller inventory. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have, you know, a handful of, um, prime age rib roast. I got some, you know, Wagyu rib roast that'll come in next week. Um, but I only have a ton of stuff in it at the moment. Uh, but I would say this, Craig, this would be an interesting, you know, I, I'll, I'll pitch you here. Yeah. Um, we could do a fun show live from Mr. Brisket, if you wanted, where I could age something for 40, 45 days and we could get some people in my dining room. I have, you know, I have a room next door now that we built, uh, for sit down. We could, you know, roast a rib roast that's been aged one that isn't aged. And we could do it right there on the spot and do yep. it live and see what people think and see if there's a difference. And we could, you know, argue or not argue about it. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a show that's got legs on it for sure. And, and if we can't do it yeah, live, I mean, I we can at so. least record I, I think it. that and, would be a good time. Yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, worse comes to worse. Uh, I'm always a little leery about doing anything live on location, but we could certainly record it, get all the audio and feedback, and then I could sure. uh, replay it for the show on Tuesday. But yeah, I think that would be great. Maybe even we could we could push it out to like sixty five days. I mean, are are you totally crazed I'm, I'm with are, are you crazed with the fact that Adam Perry Lang rolled out a three hundred and sixty five plus day dry aged piece of beef the other day? Um, no, I'm not crazed. I think that people are you know marketing is marketing, and everyone is out there trying to, you know, create a new trend, you know, or, or, you know, come up with something different. And, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to have an audience and they're going to pay, mm -hmm. then why not? So, um, you know, the only thing I would caution is, boy, if you're going to age something that long, you know, if the blood, if the blood curdles, it's, it, it's not going to taste good. I, I don't know how, you know, you age something that long without, um, with, with, without a problem with the flavor. Um, but you know, that's, I, I, there are people who know a lot more about this sort of thing than I do. So, uh, Hank, if somebody's interested in either getting some beef steak or whatever, maybe some briskets, are there any like specials or promos yeah. that you're doing right now? Yeah, I, uh, well, you know, especially the, uh, you know, when bar, when, when competition season slows down, you know, these, uh, you know, Imperial with whom I, uh, which is a wonderful, uh, Wagyu company out of Blair, Nebraska. Um, you know, they suddenly were, uh, overwhelmed with, uh, 
you know, they suddenly had a, a large inventory on briskets <laughs> and I have, I've bought out a significant part of their inventory <laughs> and I have a lot of beautiful, big Wagyu briskets right now with great marbling that are just, you know, that I'm selling for, uh, you know, six ninety nine a pound if you buy one, six forty nine a pound if you buy two or more. I'm wow. usually, you know, seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine a pound on these things. So, sure. you know, I, I'm selling them like crazy at the moment to, you know, my competition customers. But I'm but I'm always looking for new ones. This is a great time to buy competition briskets from uh, Mister Brisket. You know, and just you know, store them away and get ready for your first comp of the season. And instead, you know, and have a great brisket to pull out, compete with to start, and get it at a bargain price. The website is mrbrisket.com, spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R, mrbrisket.com. And again, great price, as Hank mentioned. So, uh, Hank, we will definitely put together this uh, new dry aging event. We'll market it. Yeah. We'll maybe do it live. I think that would be absolutely great. And then, of course, I have to get out there and meet you in person. I mean, I've been living in uh, Cleveland for like, you know, 20 years and. Uh, hosting a barbecue show. I mean, where the hell am I? That's shame on me. Can't believe it. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you making time this evening. Again, MrBrisket.com. No and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Hank. Thanks so much. Greg, thank you. You got it. There he is. Mr. Brisket, Hank Cornblit. M-I-S-T-E-R Brisket.com. I think that's a pretty good price. $2 off of... Whatever he typically sells around two dollars off. I see John Dawson weighing in through email talking about better than the gravy candle was the brisket candle. Wasn't that Rudy's barbecue joint or whatever that did that? Brit oh wait, where is this? The numeral four R S uh, sorry. 4rsmokehouse.com brisket candle 17 bucks unique scented candle that brings the allure of the four rivers smokehouse to your home brisket candle 4rsmokehouse.com I'll go buy a brisket candle then thanks John thanks Joe hey let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and barbecue before we get to Anella Kelso of Snake River Farms established in 1882 Southside Market is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Market can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed on that on-site USDA-inspected facility. Trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available, shipping nationwide via FedEx, food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new right from the jump. Private label opportunities also available, right? So if you were like Mr. Brisket, you didn't have any sausages, you didn't want to make them, but you want something tried and true, your private label the Southside Market sausages, right? Yeah. Visit southsidemarket.com for more information. Here's the kicker. 10% off all online orders when you go to southsidemarket.com. At checkout, you enter code BBQCENTRAL. One word, lowercase, BBQCENTRAL. 10% off on all of your online orders. Southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. Snake River Farms coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. So easy to set up. So easy. Oh, easy there, fella. So visit fireboard.com. It's so nice. Hey, my next guest, the face of Snake River Farms in 2018, they will continue to run. Sorry, 2019, they will continue to run the Snake River Farms Brisket Challenge. Locations to be announced here during this segment. So let's go ahead to the hotline and welcome back friend of show. Anella Kelso. You would please leave your name, Ane- number, and a brief message. Whoa. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Right. Thank you for calling and have a great day. Please. That's a, that's a smoky message there. All right, now I got to find that number. Damn it. Oh, wait. It was in my uh, Facebooks. I apologize right off the rip here in case we get some echoing because I, I might play, might not. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, dear. Let me get the number going back and forth. Stay with me here. Uh, Again, thanks to Hank from Mr. Brisket for joining me. We're getting there. I'm going to find that. Here we go. Copy and paste. You know, this is high-level stuff that we're doing on this show. A lot of copying, a lot of pasting, making sure that we're doing it right. Let me do the re-intro. Joining me now, the face of Snake River Farms, the meat maven herself, Anella Kelsey. Hi, Anella. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing great. I don't know if you knew it or not, but I had Malcolm Reed on the show in the first hour. I was super pumped. I haven't seen him in a minute. I was I excited to see him out talking and doing awesome stuff. Yes, he's very popular, so you know I had to lock him up here on this show because I have only the top names. Henceforth, Snake River Farms is on the show. So let's talk about Snake River Farms and briskets and challenges and all that stuff. I guess before we get into locations for 2019 let's talk about that nifty little 180 club yeah so we've done the 180 club this is about the fourth year that we've done it um we we essentially just put it out there that if you cook srf and you get a 180 with it uh we give you a hundred dollar gift certificate we send out some pretty cool 180 club swag the only way you can get the shirts the only way you can get the swag is to um win it and so um, when people call us, I'm like, oh, can we get those shirts? No, nope, you got to win them. <laughs> we saw there were about 25 less, less 180s this year 
than there were, or I guess 15. There were 100 perfect briskets last year, and there were only 85 this year. So and I don't know if that has to do with less contests being cooked or or what, but um, it's it's still pretty impressive when you look at, you know, I mean, to have that many across the, the whole segment is pretty impressive. And we get excited when teams, when we see teams that post and have the shirts on. And this year we're going to do some pretty cool, some pretty cool swag boxes that are going to go along with it that, like I said, you'll only be able to get if you're part of the club. Vanilla Kelso joining me here on the show. SnakeRiverFarms.com is the website. Um, I guess from a competition standpoint, Anella, what else is happening here for 2019? We have, um, so we have, um, it was a good year for us in 2018. We looked at the fact of overall teams um, in KCBS. We had uh, 70% of the top 10 teams overall and of the top 20 teams overall, and then 80% of the top 10 brisket teams um, that cooked our, that cooked SRF. Um, we've got a couple of really cool things that we're doing. Um, we are doing a cooking with the champs contest. Mm. We started looking at like who was doing classes. We, we're really big on, um, you know, we don't, we don't sponsor teams, but we do a lot with philanthropic efforts. We do a lot with, um, educational opportunities and then we also do the challenge that we're going to talk about in a minute but we really love the educational piece and we've worked with a lot of different teams in their classes and and those kind of things and we noticed when we were kind of putting together the schedule for this year that some pretty big names were all having a class the exact same weekend the first weekend in march um the last four years worth of kcbs team of the years cooks were all having a class hmm. So we kind of, and they're all um, National Barbecue League teams, and they're all SRF cooks, you know, they cook SRF, and so we were kind of like, hey, do you guys want to do this this cool thing and, and give away a spot to your class? So we are, tonight, today's actually the last day to enter. We're drawing the winner tomorrow at noon, okay. so standard time. So you have till tomorrow at noon. Um, it's just snakeriverfarms.com slash giveaway. And we are giving away registration and lodging. You have to get to the class, but we're giving away registration and lodging to Travis Clark, Clark Crew Barbecues class in uh, Yukon, Oklahoma. We're giving away a class to Porky Butts class in Omaha, Nebraska. And we're giving away a seat in the Hot and Fast class with Getting Basted and Shake and Bake mm. in Missouri. So three pretty big giveaways um, is... You know, people, we get a lot of calls all the time from cooks and stuff that, you know, what do we do different and how do we, you know, how do we break into this thing? And even cooks that have been doing it a long time. And I always say, find a really good class and take a really good class. And, you know, knowledge is power. And I have sat in classes where um, I've got world champions sitting right next to me learning from another world champion. And they say, you know, they may not be there for all of the tips and tricks, but they may be there for that one tiny thing that they could change or they could do differently that would help their cook. And so we're really excited to partner with all of those teams. Um, they all do a really great job. And, you know, so you've got a couple low and slow classes, a hot and fast class. Uh, if people want to register, you can register for each class one time. Um, and then we'll draw the winners on Wednesday. We're going to announce on Friday who who won those classes. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and then we have, the, I mean, we have the challenge. So the SRF challenge is now in its fourth year. 
Uh, we started wow. with one contest out in California, and um, we've grown it now. We put um, cash and prizes back into the contest. For um, We put up money and um, drums for those teams that are cooking snaker farms. And what we do is we just we pick six contests a year. Um, a couple of them are doubles this year, so it kind of is a bonus out there. Yep. But we pick six contests um, across the country. We try to go all over the country, um, coast to coast, north to south. We try to get the a little bit of everything. And we go out, and if you win the brisket category and you're cooking SRS, then you have your choice of $1,500 store credit or $1,000 cash, a new gateway drum smoker, uh, the GC gets, if they're cooking SRF, they get $500 store credit mm. for their choice of two briskets. It's kind of what we put that at. Yep. And we come out and we do, you know, we help support the kids' queues and ancillary projects, dinners. Um, and really, we look for a lot of, we, we partner with a lot of events that have philanthropic efforts behind them. Um, and so we really try our best to give back to not just the barbecue community, but to the communities support these contests. Um, it's not cheap to put on a barbecue contest. Sure, it is. It is. Um, it, it's hard, and it's a lot of work. And and these promoters who are putting in and working with the cities and working with, you know, a lot of times they have to beg the cities, like, "Come on, we promise it'll be worth it." <laughs> and so we really want to be able to come in and say, you know, hey, we've got this. You know, we've got extra product. We've got. Um, you know, cash and prizes. The only way you can win, the only way you can get the SRF drums is to win them. Um, I think there have been a few people that I've seen that have cooked in them. Uh, there have been a few people that have won more than one, and they're just, you know, trophies. But um, we're pretty excited. And so we had over 100 um, applicants this year mm. submitting their contest, which was a bit overwhelming and pretty exciting to go through. And, you know, and I go through every single one. I, I look at the websites. I look at the information that they put out. Um, I have, a, you know, a bunch of folks that I talk to um, to kind of, you know, help whittle it down. And so are, are, we, are we ready to help you? Oh, we're going to unveil the 2019 <laughs> Snake River Farms Brisket Challenge, baby. All right, here we go. We are um, starting off in um, Arcadia, California, March 29th and 31st at the 8th Annual Santa Anita Winners Cup. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that it's a double, but it's going to be a double now. It's never been a double before. So um, sorry, Ben, if I wasn't supposed to say that. Um, we are then going to Osage City, Kansas for Smoke in the Spring, April 12th and 13th. May 3rd through 5th, we will be at Masters in May and the Classic, which is in Bancroft, Wisconsin. Uh, that's It's kind of moved a couple different cities over the last couple years, but um, it's, it's another double and it's a really great contest. We always love going out to Wisconsin. June 14th and 15th, we are headed to Frisco, Colorado for the Frisco Barbecue Challenge which I've never been to. I've heard amazing things, and every single person who's been has said it'll change my mind on barbecue forever. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited for that one. Um, another new spot where we've never ventured out to, August 24th and 25th, we will be at the Coricate for Kids in Hiram, Maine 
So we're going well, to the Northeast. No Every doubt. year we count the East, and everyone in the Northeast tells us that we don't show them any love. So if you don't have Maine on your calendars, friends, get it on there because we're coming out that direction. And then um, September, October are usually, you know, reserved for the Royal and the Jack. So we kind of, we don't, we don't, we try not to do the challenges those months. And then in December, um, we're headed to another place we've never been and doing something we've never done. We are going to host an SRF challenge at our very first IBCA contest. Uh, Everything thus far has always been KCBS. So we are going to Texas. We're going to Uvalde, Texas. And we are going to be there the December 13th and 14th for the Briscoe Ranch Barbecue Cook-Off. Wow. So that's exciting getting into Texas, right? Yeah. Those are the six official contests. Um, we do quite a bit of business in Texas. I mean, we do a lot of, we do a lot of food service. We do retail. We, you know, we, we, do our, we have our online component as well. But um, we do a lot of, of business in Texas. Um, we sell more briskets in Texas than any other state. Doesn't Ronnie uh, Killen buy a lot of your briskets? Yeah, Ronnie Killen um, has our double R and SRF briskets exclusively in his restaurant. Wow. We've got, I mean, we've got a few others down there um, as well, and and are ever growing. Uh, we're going to be in Houston in a couple weeks at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, um, doing a lot of great fun things. But so those are the six official contests um, that we're doing for the challenge. Um, if you are a cook and you are cooking those challenges, it's free to register. Um, it's snakeriverfarms.com slash SRF challenge. Um, we are also, um, even though we can't go out and do the challenge at every contest, we also still want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're giving back to barbecue as much as we can. When we go out and do a challenge, it's really close to about four grand um, in cash and prizes and product that we, we put into those contests. And so we've also um, looked at a few other contests, not necessarily to do the challenge at, but to just be a part of and do brisket bonuses and and kids cues and those kind of things. And so we we did that earlier this year in Lake Kachuma, California. Hmm. Um, Jambo, Jamie, Jamie himself is doing a cook-off um, in Texas in April, I think. So we're going to be a part of that in a capacity. Um, Mankato out in Minnesota, yep. Valley, Nebraska. Marco, California. So, so there's 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 other places that you're gonna you know obviously see us, and then we'll be at you know the we'll be at Houston, Memphis, the Royal, the Jack, where where we where we hope to always be. But it's been a great year. We've always had great success with the challenges. Um, I think people really enjoy it and love it. We come out, and, you know, hand out swag and hand out prizes and. You know, we we work with we work with really great. We've been so fortunate to work with great promoters and be able to go to great events. And we're just excited to see what happens next. Anella Kelso joining me here on the show from Snake River Farms. Uh, quickly, Anella, I wanted to have you mention the new uh, consumer sections, especially that uh, I just got done uh, having a dry age discussion <laughs> with uh, Hank from Mr. Brisket uh, segment before this. But you guys are offering a new dry aged uh, course too, right? We are. We have an entire collection of dry aged products, and you know, and you know, of course, obviously, I listened in to the, to the segment, and you know, I mean, I think that I I will be. I mean, I'm 100% honest here and transparent. I am not a huge dry age fan mm-hmm. if it's beyond like that 35, 45 day mark. Um, 
I will tell you, we have had some in the office that, I mean, has been 200-day age, 400-day <laughs> age. Um, we, we work with an amazing company in um, New York, Prime Food Distributors, and they do all of our dry aging for us. And it is just a remarkable um, place to go and visit and see what they do and how they do it. And, you know, very temperature controlled. And so, you know, I mean, I, I, it is kind of a, it is kind of a craze right now. And you're seeing a lot of people in home doing it and stuff like that. It's completely different when you see the, the, the folks who are doing it on a professional, huge, big scale like oh, yeah. that. So they're aging all of our products for us. Um, they're doing prime and Wagyu uh, and they are hand cutting it and shipping it fresh and it gets to you in, um, you know, overnight or two days. We also have on the SRF side, um, we released flank steaks in black and gold. We've brought forth some traditional Wagyu cuts. Um, when I say that, when you look at like a normal ribeye, you know, you can look at like anywhere from a 12 to, you know, 28 ounce ribeye that you're going to see. And the the Wagyu's are a bit bigger, so the traditional cuts are a bit bigger. Um, but we've got a T-bone, a porterhouse, and a ribeye. You know, those are like two pounds each when you when you buy them individually so they're definitely a a splurge and you know for more than one person i yeah. hope um we've got the picanha uh we've had culotte for quite some time and we actually just continued the culotte because it was uh, it didn't have a fat cap on it and so now we've got the product which is just a culotte a sirloin cap roast um with a fat cap on it which is called a picanha and it is if you've never had one they're phenomenal and then we also um one of the big boys is we did a gold-grade bone-in primary roast. And so so for the adventurous person who really wants to to show off, (laughs) there's that one. And, you know, and and we sell a lot of them. So it's, you know, it was a, we've got the demand over the last year for more dry-age product, more bone-in product. Um, And and so we listen to our customers. Um, We've got um, a lot of our promos come out every Monday. So if you're not on our email list, I always say sign up for our email list because that's oh. where our best offers are going to be. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up for this for the spring, for uh, Father's Day. We'll be here before we even know it, and you're going to want to you're going to want to be around for those for those offers. And and our customer service reps are always there. I'm always available. So we're we're. We're there to make sure everybody's eating good meat. And before the show is over, we're going to be giving away a 20-pound gold brisket, if you can believe that. About $250 retail or so, so we always appreciate that, Anella. Uh, in the meantime, oh. snakeriverfarms.com is the place to go. Uh, also, if you wanted to take part in that giveaway, hit that same website and then add a slash giveaway, and uh, you can go ahead and hook that up as well. Anella, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Awesome, thank you. You got it. There she is, Anel Kelso from Snake River Farms. All right. So let me reset you here real quick. This is the time you've been waiting for. You're going to have to pick up the phone. You're going to have to call in, and you're going to have to answer one small question. And we got to do it right now before we run out of time. 216-220-0966. I will put you up. I will ask you a question about the show tonight. You answer correctly. It is so lame I allowed that. You're going to get a brisket. It's just that simple. All right, I got one on the line right now, so hold on. Let me uh, stand by. Stand by. Let me get through this real quick. Whole Packers. Hold on. Full rack. Don't hang up. Legs and thighs. 
Oh, all right. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. You've never heard this before. Let's go to the line. Uh, who's on the line? Sean McCulligan. Sean! Didn't you almost get a divorce earlier, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I meant to show that on the on the show tonight. I just got lost. All right. Uh, are you ready to try and win a gold 20-pound, $250 uh, Snake River Farms brisket. We shall try. All right, here we go. Very tough question here, Sean. So use all of your faculties to try and come up with this one. In the first hour, I was talking with Malcolm Reed. How to barbecue right. Name the state he lives in. Oh, biscuits and gravy. <gasps> I need an answer. Ohio. No! Ohio? I live in Ohio. All right, hold on. All right, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Who's this? Uh, this is Joe. Joe, you ready to try and win a Wagyu brisket? Let's give it a shot. All right. Got to answer this question. Here's hopefully you were listening. In the second hour, I was talking with Mr. Brisket. What's his website? It's Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R Brisket.com. You win. Yeah, baby. Joe wins a 20-pound. Snake River Farms brisket valued at $250. Joe, you have to be tremendously excited. Wow. Yeah, this is the Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. Look at you. You're paying attention. Oh, yeah. Joe, I love it. All right, Joe, so here's what you have to do. You send me uh, an email in the subject line, put brisket winner, and then please include your whole address and then a cell phone number because I know we're going to need that as well. And then Anella will ship that brisket out to you directly. Awesome, Greg. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thanks for calling in. There he is, Joe. All right. All right. That's enough. We got a winner. Now let me play myself out of here. You gotta be a clapping fool to do that. All right, now we have to really hurry. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with a new first Tuesday of the month guest, Malcolm Reed, how to barbecue right. We were backed up by the first and continuing first Tuesday of the month guest, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy, who will be in Little Rock, Arkansas this coming weekend. Second hour, first time guests and not last time guests, I can tell you that. Hank Kornblatt from Mr. Brisket, M I S T E R Brisket.com. And we close it out with Anella Kelso from SnakeRiverFarms.com. Don't forget, they got a new dry age section. Yeah, baby. SnakeRiverFarms.com. Huge show lined up next week. You can't even believe it. Meathead will be in. Special guests will be in. It's going to be great. 
I promise you that. You want to tune in, tell all your friends. Follow me socially at BBQ Central Show, Instagram, and Twitter. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.